the arch enemy of your soul does not want you to live in victory over your sin. He, he doesn't want you living a godly life. I mean, what's the fun in that? So he disguises himself, and he wages an all-out war against you. He attacks your mind with his lies to keep you from growing in your walk with God. Once he has you questioning the truth of God's word, you then begin to listen to his denial of God's word, and then he moves in for the final blow. Welcome to the Point of Purity podcast. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, certified professional mentor, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry. This is episode 153. In this week's episode, we continue walking through chapter 9 of my book entitled, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. This week's episode is entitled, The Truth About the Lie. Back in the 1960s, there was a popular TV show called The Twilight Zone. A particular episode entitled The Howling Man tells the story of an American who goes on a walking trip through Central Europe. Suddenly, he's caught in a raging storm. Staggering through the blinding rain, he comes upon an impressive medieval castle. It was home to a reclusive brotherhood of monks. Now, these monks reluctantly took him in to provide shelter that evening. Well, later that night, the curious American decides to go exploring. Deep into the bowels of the castle, he finds a cell, and there's a man locked inside. There's an ancient wooden staff lying across the door, holding it shut. The prisoner inside claimed that he was being held captive by the head monk, who he said was an insane man named Brother Jerome. And the captive pled with the American to be merciful and release him. The prisoner had a kindly face, had a very gentle voice. So the American, convinced that the prisoner was being unjustly held against his will, confronts the head monk. Brother Jerome tells the American that the prisoner is none other than Satan himself, the father of lies. The wooden bar across the prison door is the staff of truth. It's the one and only barrier that Satan cannot pass. Well, the American, now convinced that the prisoner was right and Jerome was indeed mad, he rushes to the prison door, removes the wooden staff of truth, thereby releasing the prisoner, who immediately transformed into this hideous horned demon and poof, vanishes in a puff of smoke. The stunned American, horrified at the realization of what he has done, goes to Brother Jerome and he confesses his deed and he says, I'm sorry for you, my son, Jerome replies. All your life you will remember this night and whom you have turned loose upon the world. I didn't believe you, the American replied. I saw him, but I didn't recognize him. That, Jerome observed, is man's weakness, and it is Satan's strength. I don't know for sure where that story came from, but it makes me stop and think that the archenemy of our soul doesn't want us to live in victory over our sin. Plain and simple. He doesn't want you living a godly life. I mean, what's the fun in that? So he disguises himself. And he wages an all-out war against you. He attacks your mind with his lies to keep you from growing in your walk with God. Well, if you listened to last week's episode that was entitled Destroyed by Deception, you may recall that step number one of Satan's master plan with Adam and Eve was getting Eve to question God's word. He began his crafty deception with, with a seemingly innocent question. I mean, he, he coyly asked Eve, 
did God really say what you think he said? What if you heard wrong? What if, what if you misinterpreted what he meant? It was a simple question that was all geared to the, to the goal of, of casting doubt in Eve's mind. If you may remember in that episode last week, we also saw how Eve responded to that particular strategy. She took away from God's word. She removed a word that God had said, and she didn't quote it. Then we got to step number two of Satan's plan, which was to boldly, flat out deny God's word. Satan had said to Eve, you will not surely die. You see, when you begin to question or doubt God's word, it's not long before you deny God's word. When you begin to doubt the truth of what God says, it becomes easy for you to decide to do something other than what God says. Doubting God's truth will always lead to rejecting God's truth. So once again, we, we discovered last week that uh, Eve's response is, is very revealing. She added to God's word. She said, God did say you must not eat from the tree, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. God didn't say that. God didn't say don't touch it. He said don't eat of it. Here's what I want you to think about as we continue in this study. Once Satan has you questioning the truth of God's word, you then begin to listen to his denial of God's word, and that's when he moves in for the final blow. Step number three in his process was this. He inserts his own lies in place of God's word, convincing you that his lie is actually the truth. Satan had said to Eve, God knows that if you eat the fruit of this tree, you will know the truth. You will see just what kind of God he really is then. You will finally see how he's been using you. He doesn't care about you. In fact, he knows that if you eat that fruit, you're going to be just like he is, and that threatens him. I want you to listen closely as I read Genesis chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. I want you to see if you can identify Satan's lie. Here's what the devil said to Eve. He said, you won't die. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Genesis 3, 4, and 5. Can you identify the lie? You see, Adam and Eve, now watch this, Adam and Eve were already created after the image of God, Genesis 1, 26 and 27. But Satan got them to question and doubt that truth. And once they did that, it was easy for them to accept his lie, substituted as being truth. Does it sound familiar to you? I mean, isn't that exactly how Satan works today? His MO, his modus operandi, hasn't changed one bit. Satan's lie, you will be like God, still motivates and controls mankind today. I mean, even as supermen of God, you and I are often sucked into that same mindset. Every time, every time I put King Me on the throne of my heart, I am buying into the enemy's lie that I can control my life. I can determine my own destiny. I want, I need, I deserve, I have to have, I can't live without. It's all about me. Moses said in Exodus chapter 8, verse 10, There is no one like the Lord our God. God himself said in Exodus chapter 9, verse 14, No one is like me. There is no one like me in all the earth. 
Samuel declared in 2 Samuel 7, verse 22, How great you are, O sovereign Lord. There is no one like you. There is no God but you. David uh, said in 1 Chronicles chapter 17, verse 20, There is no one like you, O Lord. There is no God but you. And again, in Isaiah 46, verse 9, God himself said, I am God. There is no other. I am God. There is none like me. That, my friend, is the truth that permeates all of Scripture. No one, absolutely no one, can be like God. Not you, not me, not anyone. Only God is God. The fact is, Satan is a liar. And yet so many men, Christian men, super men of God, are choosing daily to believe the lie, trying to live in their own power and wisdom, turning to God only when their own efforts have failed them. Does that describe you? When we try to figure out life without looking to God's Word, when we attempt to make choices without seeking the guidance of our Heavenly Father, we become vulnerable to input from ungodly influences. Let's face it, those influences will never, ever lead us down the right path. Well, they will try to sway us away from God, and, and they can, will do so successfully if we listen to them. When we begin to doubt God's word and deny God's truth, when we allow Satan's deceitful lies to take the place of God's absolute truth, watch this now, we will no longer see the necessity for God's word. And the result, we will begin to live a life apart from God's will. When you no longer see the necessity for God's word, you will live a life apart from God's will. By using the strategy that he did, Satan convinced Eve to think about what the tree could do for her, instead of what God had already done. Satan influenced her thinking with his lies, so that she doubted and questioned God's word. That was when she was open to rejecting God's truth. The final blow came when she accepted Satan's lie as being truth, and she reached out, not only taking the fruit, but placing it between her lips and eating it as well. Now, this may seem like a really short podcast, and it, and it, it, it is, but we, we've got more to cover in our next week's episode, and if I try to cover it right now, we're going to go way over time. So let's hit the pause button until next week's episode. We're going to continue our journey through Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. As we conclude this week's powerful podcast, I'd like to take just a moment and give you a brief glimpse into our ministry, the Purity Coach or the Pure Man Ministry. You see, we do a whole lot more here at the Pure Man Ministry than just produce a weekly podcast. For example, we have a free app. It's entitled My Purity Coach. And by the way, it's free. <laughs> this app, My Purity Coach, is loaded, just chocked full of powerful tools to help you walk pure, to, to help you be pure, to help you live a life of purity. In this app, you'll find tons of scripture. There's audio and video lessons from the Bible. that You can even listen to this podcast from the app. It, again, the app is called My Purity Coach. And if you're a subscriber to this podcast, then you've heard me talk frequently about our Point of Purity program. It's a 12-week, one-on-one, Bible-centered coaching program where I'm mentoring you one-on-one. Uh, we're, we're going deep into the scriptures to teach you how to develop a lifelong strategic plan for sexual purity. 
I've also talked on this podcast about the various books that I've written. All of the books are available on my website, thepuritycouch.com and on amazon.com. And and if you've been listening over the last few weeks, I've been excited to announce the fact that this Point of Purity program, this 12-week program, is now a curriculum that is available on Amazon, simply entitled The Point of Purity Workbook. Well, we are a faith-based, donor-supported ministry. So that means that all of this that we do, and, and, and so much more that I'm not even scratching the surface of, is made possible only by our team of what we call our Purity Coach Partners. Individuals and churches who give financially to support this ministry. Without compromise, the primary focus of this ministry, the Pure Man Ministry, is to show men how to have a continuous relationship with Jesus Christ that is real, that is personal. So to that end, we, to be quite honest with you, we need financial assistance from partners like you who are committed to providing hope, and helping men and women across the globe win their personal battle against the beast of sexual impurity. So I am taking this opportunity right now to personally invite you to join us as we impact our world by equipping and training men and women how to live in purity, how to live in godliness, how to be a man and a woman of integrity. If you would like to give your tax-deductible gift to this ministry today, simply go to our website, thepuritycoach.com, and in the upper right corner, there's a Donate button. And I just want to take this moment to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for choosing to partner with us. Well, if you've not yet subscribed to this Point of Purity podcast, let me encourage you to do so today. I don't want you to miss any of our upcoming episodes. Well, until next time, this is author, speaker, certified professional mentor, and purity coach Steve Etner reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, He must first be glorified in your every moment thinking. Thinking.